Welcome, folks, to The Uncommon Good with Bo Bonner and Dr. Bud Marr. Every week, diving deep into the truth of Catholic social teaching and restoring all things in Christ. The Uncommon Good is on the air. I'm Bo Bonner. I'm Dr. Bud Marr. And we are joining you from these United States of America here in the middle of the country, Des Moines, Iowa, where we are uh, broadcasting on Iowa Catholic Radio we both work at Mercy College of Health Sciences. I am the Senior Advisor for Mission Initiatives, but also the Director of the Center for Human Flourishing. But what do you do at the old college? I'm the Associate Provost of the college on Twitter. There's a satirical Twitter handle about an Associate Dean. Do not turn there for your sense of the work that I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, No, it, it's, it's in good fun, but hopefully I perform at a little bit higher level than the associate dean that's on Twitter. That's right. Now, why is this pertinent information? Of course, because Mercy College of Health Sciences underwrites our show. And uh, I, I guess it's always pertinent, but sometimes we don't point out that the show is an outgrowth of the first version of us working together at Mercy College. I always like to point out, uh, as, a, as a marketing strategy, our good friend Matt Romke basically owes us money for pointing this out, that uh, Mercy College of Health Sciences is a good enough place that Bud has worked here now twice, twice. We stole you back. Oh, yeah. Well, any conversation around people owing us money, I'm willing to have on air or otherwise. So (laughs) I'm all for that. No, some great things like uh, students are wrapping up for the fall term. But as we always try to emphasize on the show, a lot going on year round. So if any of this piques your interest, uh, Mercy College does have some great offerings. So mchs.edu for checking out the college and all that you can do as a student. And then for everybody who's interested, uh, the Center for Human Flourishing, mchs.edu slash flourish, we now have out and about uh, not only the entire uh, lecture that Dr. Hittinger gave for our inaugural honorary fellow uh, talk for the center, but we also have three-minute videos that we're going to be putting on social media so that people can get a taste of what that's all about. And then once they get uh, the appetizer, but maybe they'll go for the full course meal, mchs.edu slash flourish. Make sure to go check out the video that's out now. Well, yeah, that's awesome. I'll have to keep my eyes peeled for the three-minute videos. Um, be really good. And uh, we are in the heart of Advent, so praying that everyone's Advent has been going well. I don't know, Bo, like it's hard to pick a favorite liturgical time of the year, but this is up there. You've got the Immaculate Conception on December 8th. December 12th, of course, was Our Lady of Guadalupe. So, I mean, and then just like the general sort of wonderful ambiance that comes with uh, Advent. I'm always appreciative of how uh, right in the middle of everyone's like candy canes and sugar plum elves and we're like having John the Baptist readings. <laughs> it's it always, uh, I, I always love that Advent. Um, it is of course very hopeful. It's one of my favorite things yeah. about Advent is we read a lot from Isaiah, which uh, Isaiah can really bring the fire and have some hardcore stuff. But of course it's always sort of geared towards hopefulness. Uh, but so I, I, you know, Advent is supposed to be dissonant, right? Like the old things passing away into the new. Um, but yeah, it is really funny to be like on, uh, you know, TV is like, uh, you know, Santa's favorite dentist elf. And then it's like John the Baptist talking about, you know, fire and brimstone. It's pretty great. Well, this is a far lighter topic, but when you mentioned elf, um, <laughs> I was at a, I was, I was at a holiday gathering last week with work and they were doing this trivia game. And one of the questions was like, who did elf on the shelf originate with? I thought that that's a tough one. I don't even remember the name now. It was like Teresa somebody. Okay. But 
I would I have guessed it was the guy who like made Settlers of Catan, <laughs> like a name like that, Klaus Gruber or something like that. I thought we were. I thought they were asking like in which culture did Elf on the Shelf originate with, but I didn't know we were supposed to know the person who invented. That's it. right, like the date and like what time. I April think I wrote 5th, down four p.m. Mattel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we have something much better than Elf on the Shelf uh, for you today. Um, I mean, and a good gift, right? Like you should go uh, check this out. But if you go to uh, quest.udallas.edu, um, our guest Shannon Venezuela, who is going to join us uh, and talk about this endeavor they have, it really is a, a, a sort of wonderful way to reach out and, and let people know about um, the, the quest of not only uh, of faith, but of human life and humanities, the liberal arts. Uh, so we're going to talk to her today about um, what that's all about, the process that she went through uh, creating it with a whole host of people. But we're looking forward to be able to have that conversation with her. And so when we get back on The Uncommon Good, that's what we're going to talk about. Um, so make sure to stick around. This is The Uncommon Good. Bob Bonner, Dr. Bud Marr, uh, joining you this Wednesday, Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you for joining and listening to the show, and we'll be back after this. <laughs> Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling. Since 1999, Golden Rule Heating and Cooling has been supporting customers with their rules to live by. Respect, understanding, loyalty, expertise, and service. Golden Rule Heating and Cooling is a family-run business, reminding you of the Golden Rule. Treat others as you wish to be treated. Golden Rule Heating and Cooling. GoldenRulePHC.com Thank you, Golden Rule Heating and Cooling, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Blessman International. According to a global food security report, more than 820 million people in the world are hungry today. None of us can help them all, but how about one? One child. Blessman International provides 60,000 children in South Africa with a daily hot meal, place of safety, educational experience, and spiritual development. Learn more at BlessmanInternational.org. That's BlessmanInternational.org. Thank you, Blessman International, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Divine Treasures, a Catholic book and gift store serving the Des Moines community since 1992. Divine Treasures, 5701 Hickman Road, Des Moines, 515-255-5230. Thank you, Divine Treasures, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by the Sarah Vocations Ministry. Sarah is an apostolate dedicated to the support of new and existing vocations to the priesthood and consecrated life. Learn more at joinsarah.org, joinserra.org. Uncommon Good. Bo Bonner, Dr. Budmar, joining you this Wednesday. Thank you for listening to the show. Make sure to follow us uh, all the ways you can on Iowa Catholic Radio, iowacatholicradio.com, the Iowa Catholic Radio app, or you can listen live anywhere that you have data. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, iowacatholicradio.com. Today we have a special guest with us, Dr. Shannon uh, Valenzuela, who is the writer, director, and producer of the miniseries The Quest and is currently an affiliate associate professor of English and the content director for the Liberal Learning for Life program at the University of Dallas. She earned her Ph.D. in English from the University of Notre Dame, where she specialized in medieval literature. She's also an award-winning science fiction screenwriter and a novelist, and she's a monthly columnist for Stage 32, a networking and education platform for film and television creatives. Shannon, thank you for joining the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, to be honest, there's uh, 
too much to talk to you about in uh, the short time we have. I, the, the science fiction stuff uh, alone, I think, you know, would be a good 30-minute episode. But particularly for today and all of the great work you're doing, we wanted to give you a chance to talk about this new initiative, The Quest. Uh, and it, it, it sounds uh, very exciting uh, just by the name alone. When, when Bud and I come up with uh, titles, they're like three sentences long and they over-explain. <laughs> but The Quest gets to the point, and I think it's exciting for precisely those reasons. Yeah, thank you. No, we have a sort of a running joke in, in the academic community that a title should have a, a colon in it, you know, so it's usually like something snappy and then colon and then, you know, however many, you know, 10 words after the colon to kind of explain what it is. So, yeah, in this case, we try to keep it really short and sweet and, uh, and capture really the, the journey that we want to take people on. Yeah, I studied 19th century literature and they are famous for their uh, book titles like you have no doubt what the book is actually about because it's it's like that's a three right. sentence title <laughs> well but, but right. it's like no no worry about spoilers that's no. right <laughs> well short of that of course since uh so the quest what is it because uh, i know that it, it, exactly the point of well there's many points to the quest but one of the points is to make sure that people are able to access uh, what 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 is important to a lot of people if you've done university of dallas medieval literature programs uh, I, I i teach in the great books you know there's so much that we want people to have access to but of course even in, as we're joking with these sort of 19th century uh you know literature titles th there's ways in which people can feel like there's barriers to approaching um this barriers to approaching how this relates to uh our faith and and i think that this gets to the heart of what you guys are hoping to do with the quest yeah, that's right. We really wanted to take kind of like the best of what the University of Dallas does in terms of, you know, sharing the the best of like the Western tradition with our students on ground here at the university and share that with a much, much broader audience. And one of the things that I think is so exciting about the series and the way in which the faculty engage with the material is just how accessible it in fact actually is and just how relatable they are and how, um, so encouraging it is to see not just professors from the theology department, which is what you might expect, you know, because it's about living, discovering your purpose in this life and living it with courage. You would expect us to be very theology heavy. But in fact, you know, we're drawing from literature, we're drawing from politics and philosophy, theology. You know, we're really pulling across the curriculum and showing people that that this this quest, this question that we're asking is is a human question and not just sort of a, you know, something that might be restricted just to uh, you know, what traditionally might be understood as theology. On the website, you talk about the miniseries drawing on stories from scripture, history, and literature to explore the Christian mm -hmm. life as a narrative. And that phrase, as a narrative, really jumped out to me. Bo and I both studied at Duke Divinity School, and there they would talk mm -hmm. about narratival theology. But We both I, have narrative yeah, tattoos. Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, and, you know, like when I was when when that when I was first exposed to that way about of thinking about Christian theology, it was sort of new to me as well. But I do think in the faith sometimes that we can operate with the mindset like what's really important is the church has these propositional truths or dogmas or moral teachings. And of course, those are vital. But I, I think that idea of narrative is really significant. Could you unpack for our listeners how approaching our faith journey as a kind of narrative can be a really helpful way to think about the spiritual life. Yeah, I love that question. And, uh, you know, as a, as a storyteller, one of the things that is so clear is that it's, it's a journey, it's a process, right? It is not a, 
static thing. It's not a, you know, we understand these things and therefore the work is done. You know, no, the work, the work goes on every moment we have, we face choices. And this is sort of where we begin with the quest is that every moment is a crossroads in a sense. And we have a choice to either pursue the right path or we can start to veer off, you know, and, but we have to continually make the choice. And I think that's something that story emphasizes so beautifully for us is the process, is the journey, is the fact that, you know, we're going to make mistakes and it's how you recover from those that matters so much. It's the people that are with us on the journey that matter so much. You know, it's, it's that process of discovery and, and of, of walking and living the faith uh, that's a dynamic and, and ever-changing sort of journey, um, you know, where we're going to face new obstacles that we couldn't possibly have predicted. And, and I think if, if we approach the faith simply as a static sort of set of, uh, of, you know, rules or doctrines, which as you say, they're, they're essential. We can't, we can't not have those things. But I think in terms of like living it out, thinking about it like a story helps us so much to kind of be prepared uh, for, for the unknown things, you know, that might come our way. Well, you're talking to, um, to John Henry Newman dorks here. I mean, but officially he got the <laughs> PhD. I'm sort of a resident alien in Newman studies. But, you know, one of the things he really points out is about, you know, the intrinsic worth of knowledge itself. And I know that everybody devoted to this, um, even when we have to sort of market it, you know, like, here's the useful reasons why you should do it. Don't worry, mom and dad, your mm-hmm. kid will still get a job. But like, you know, the idea is it's all worth the time in and of itself. But what I find interesting, and to, to name drop someone else that we always talk about on the show, you know, Joseph Pieper in Leisure, the Basis of Culture, right? He makes the point that, you know, the, the mind has sort of, contemplation involves in many ways uh, two things. Well, thinking does. The intellectus and the ratio. And he makes this idea that, we have to set aside time to contemplate and to think and to receive, right? Uh, and then we also have, you know, where we're, we're dialectic, we think, we bring things together, we ask questions. But one of the things that's really happened to me as I've been blessed to, to teach these classes is you start to realize that if you open up intellectus, if you start to care about literature for its own sake, one of the useful things that happens besides, you know, as Newman points it, is that you begin to see even the narrative aspect of what seems like dry texts. So even the propositions and the dogmas and all these things, you, you start to see the wonder and awe that birthed uh, these great encyclopedic tomes. And so even, I, I know that this sounds maybe like magical thinking to people who aren't you know book nerds like me, but at some point you really do start to see the magic behind you know philosophical dialogues or even sort of dogmatic treatises. And, and I get this from, you know, looking at the quest that that's something too that, that you're hoping people start to get, that actually there's a lot more narrative in even texts that seem to have none. Yes, I think that's right. And again, I think it goes back to this idea of, of the process of discovery. Um, and, you know, we, we can't help but move through beginnings, middles, and endings. You know, no matter no matter how we might try to get around that, we are we are time bound creatures, and beginnings and middles and endings are are kind of our that's that's how we live. That's what we experience. And so, yeah, I, I completely agree with you that that um, there is that sense of of discovery of unfolding things um, and and seeing how they relate to. And I think that's the other the other really important thing is is to start to realize that there are resonances all over the place. Uh, where we might not even expect to find them, um, you know, you can start to hear the echoes of some of these truths across 
you know, many, many different works through many different time periods. And I think that's part of the wonder and excitement as you, and I love those words, the wonder and excitement of it all is to start to realize that we are kind of all having the same conversation. Um, and, and that gets really, really exciting. Yeah. We, <clears throat> excuse me. We just have a, a couple minutes before the break, but just stepping back for a moment, I think with these projects, it can be fascinating to our listeners to hear sort of like what sparked them or the inspiration. So I'm curious, sort of like your role in helping to get this off the ground, but also why do you think this launched at the University of Dallas? Like, is there something about the mission and work you're doing there that informs the documentary series? Yeah, that's a great question. So as far as where this came from, um, you know, what we at, at the University of Dallas and in the Liberal Learning for Life program, one of the things that we do is to build uh, these video course series. And we have uh, three long series that we've built so far all of them centered on a Catholic understanding of the human person. And the, the last class that we, we went through and did uh, was called the person action and influence. And it really kind of delved into this idea that we make choices and we take action in our world and we influence others to do the same. And so the whole series is kind of about how we make those decisions, what informs us. And once we finished that series, we, we really had kind of a desire to distill a little bit of that down and explore what exactly that looks like when you start to live it out, you know, as we said, in this, sort of that narrative format. Um, and so that, that kind of was where the quest evolved from, was out of this exploration of, of the person as an actor in the world and as an influencer in the world, um, and then to kind of bring it back to this, to this idea of, of the sort of narrative arc of the human life. Um, and as far as the work that we do at UD connecting in, um, you know, we, we are primarily a teaching institution, and, and our, we really do perceive our role to be uh, helping our students to find the true, the good, and the beautiful, and to walk that road with integrity uh, and with joy. And so this project just seems a very natural offshoot of the work that we're already doing in the classroom. Um, but as I said earlier, it just gives us the opportunity to share it with a much wider audience. Our guest today, we're going to the break, is Dr. Sh uh, Shannon Venezuela and uh, the, the, what she's doing. She's a writer, director, and producer for the miniseries mini The Quest. You can go find that at quest.udallas.edu. When we get back from the break, we'll talk more with Shannon. Thank you for being on the show, Shannon. We'll be back with The Uncommon Good right after this. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Confluence Brewing Company, brewed locally since 2012 and featuring regular, seasonal, and limited-release beers. Confluence Brewing Company, 1235 Thomas Beck Road, off the bike trail south of Grays Lake. Confluencebrewing.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Five Sons Naturescapes. Five Sons Naturescapes is a Catholic veteran-owned family company providing premium outdoor landscaping. Learn more about Five Sons Naturescapes at fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imogene Ingredients. Imogene Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Five Sons Naturescapes. Five Sons Naturescapes is a Catholic veteran-owned family company providing premium outdoor landscaping. Learn more about Five Sons Naturescapes at fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Fivesonsnaturescapes.com. 
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Bell Construction. Common Good, Bob Bonner, Dr. Bud Marr joining you this Wednesday. Thank you for listening to the show. On the show today, we have our guest, Dr. Shannon Venezuela, who's the writer and director and producer of the miniseries The Quest and is currently an associate, affiliate associate professor of English and content director for Liberal Learning for Life program at the University of Dallas. Shannon, thank you for joining the show. Thank you. Now, we've been talking a lot about narrative, uh, and I would think that a natural question would be, What's the narrative of your show? So if people uh, are, are looking to get uh, involved in the series, uh, so what is the sort of narrative arc that you guys have uh, uh, imbued your show with? Yeah, this is such a great question. And, you know, we, as I mentioned, the series kind of comes out of a, a consideration of how we act in the world. And and the, the sort of tagline for the series is discover your purpose, live it with courage. And so we begin at the beginning with when we feel God is calling us. So the very first episode is where we encounter uh, the voice of God, where we feel we are being called to some definite work in the world. Uh, so that's called the voice of God within. The second episode, we step out onto the path and we start talking about what it starts to look like as we pursue this work that, that God is calling us to do. And so the second episode uh, is called The Appointed Path. Witness, the third episode, tracks us when we get into those places where the, the call might ask us for some extraordinary uh, sacrifices. And, you know, that, that becomes a challenging part sometimes of the journey uh, is when we're confronted with those really difficult decisions. And so Witness tracks the lives of the saints um, and things like that uh, to help us think through um, how we approach those, those challenging moments. Um, the fourth episode is The Dark Night of the Soul. And so this takes us through that that moment that we're so familiar with from stories that we know and love uh, where the hero gets knocked down. Um, and it seems like he's abandoned. We have those moments of spiritual desolation. What do we do with those? How do we continue to move forward um, even in those periods where we feel uh, we feel really alone and we feel like things are not going well uh, in our lives? And then the fifth episode finally uh, turns us towards hope and towards heaven and, and kind of shows us why the end of the journey is what really inspires us with the courage uh, to keep going, no matter no matter the circumstances we find ourselves in. No, Shannon, this sounds great. I'm really happy this project is is getting off the ground here, and I we encourage our listeners to definitely go check it out. If folks do want to find out more about the quest or about any of the work that you're doing, uh, where can they turn? Yeah, we would invite people to join us at quest.udallas.edu, which is where you can find the trailer for this series. And you can also sign up to receive the episodes. They are free, uh, and you can receive those directly uh, in your email box. So we would encourage people to, to jump on our email list. We also have one-page study guide PDFs that go along with each episode that are available. Uh, so if people want to do further reading, any of the texts that we mentioned in the episodes, we've kind of given people um, a way to kind of use this maybe to journal, uh, to reflect, or even to do like a small group study session. Uh, so we encourage people to jump over to quest.udallas.edu 
and find all the resources that we have for everyone. Now, we have like one more minute or so left with you. So the real hard question, which is harder, writer, director, producer, <laughs> or dealing with radio hosts? Which of the four is the, <laughs> the more difficult job that you did? Oh, they all have their joys and challenges. <laughs> uh, but I would say, <laughs> I would say that, uh, you know, in all seriousness, like the, I found the, the, writing process to be the most challenging and also, uh, you know, a really rewarding part of the process. And, and uh, it, it took us a little bit to figure out our, our approach to this, uh, to this very, you know, it's a big topic and to try to get it distilled down into five 30 minute episodes was, uh, was a, was a weighty challenge. Um, but it was such a rewarding process all the way through uh, and, and getting to bring this out to the world. And I, I, I just want to thank you, uh, you both for for giving us this opportunity to to share the work. Well, we're <clears throat> we're going to give you partial credit on the exam because the right answer was working with radio hosts. But <laughs> you you did you did show your work. So oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we appreciate it. And and one more time, uh, people really do need to go check this out. Quest dot dot edu. And uh, Dr. Shane in Venezuela, thank you so much for uh, reaching out to us, uh, getting on the show. And the, the work that you're doing for the public good, we're a show about the common good. And uh, we not only love the subject that you're doing, but we think that you're doing a real service to everyone. So thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. All right. Well, folks, uh, thank you for being a part of the uncommon good. But if people want to join our prayer life here on Iowa Catholic Radio, what are ways that they can do that? So if you want to join our prayer life, probably the best way is to download the Iowa Catholic Radio app if you haven't already. The rosary is available there all the time, but we also pray it on air at 10 a.m. And then the Angelus right before noon at 11.55. Then uh, later in the afternoon, 2.55 p.m., we pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet on air. And of course, it's Advent season, so joining us uh, in prayer is a wonderful way to prepare for the coming of the Lord. But also, this is a good time to think about what gifts uh, that we are gracious for that God has given us. And of course, it's a great gift to be a part of Iowa Catholic Radio and this ministry that we do. Uh, Bud and I can't ever say thank you uh, enough for all the people who made it possible for us to join you on the air every week. Um, But that also means that it's sustained through your gifts, your gifts of your prayers, uh, volunteer service, the volunteers that we're so thankful for, but also, of course, your material donations. So if you're thinking about it this year, about a gift that you can give that can then be uh, replicated as a gift to others, uh, the gift of Iowa Catholic Radio and the ability for it to reach out to so many people is a wonderful way to do that. IowaCatholicRadio.com. Of course, you can listen live, but you can also donate there. You can call 515-223-1150 or text DONATE to that number and have that gift redouble as a gift to others through uh, the broadcast of Iowa Catholic Radio. Uh, Bud, uh, happy Advent. Christmas coming soon. Uh, I hope that you and and yours are are ready to go and uh, enjoying the the season of Advent uh, to its fullest. Yeah, I don't want to jump the gun with Advent, but I do pray blessings for everyone during this holy season. And uh, I'll I'll be honest, uh, at some point they're going to replace us with uh, Christmas tunes. (laughs) Bud and I offered to record hours of Christmas tunes but they turned oh, us down. Oh, holy night. The, <laughs> Sorry, I better stop there. This is the Uncommon Good, and unless you send in requests for uh, songs, we'll talk to you next week. The Uncommon Good with Bo Bonner and Dr. Bud Marr is heard every week on wonderful Catholic stations like this one and anytime on podcast. Just search for The Uncommon Good. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and The Uncommon Good provided by Mercy College of Health Sciences. Learn more at mchs.edu.